All right. Welcome, golfers, to On Par with Anthony Scorcia. Thank you for joining me on this beautiful June 12th. 2021. Pleased to have in studio. It's a reunion of sorts. We've got Woody Ledge <laughs> and Pete's Golf, but we got Jack Tarana and, and uh, Tarana uh, from Doc Murphy. Jack, thanks for coming in today. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Great um, to be here. For those of you who don't know, Jack. It's nice to come to Bethpage and not shoot 110. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're going to shoot something else, though. We're going to shoot the you-know-what. Um, <laughs> no, but it's, uh, it's great. Um, one of the reasons, and for those of you listening, we, uh, Jack Tarana is from the um, Tarana, excuse me, uh, Doc Murphy belts. Um, as, as everybody who listens to the show knows, we don't really do a lot of stuff, but um, Doc Murphy's local product. We're proud of the product. Uh, they make their belts are, as the kids say today, fire. So, Jack, um, really glad that you got to be a part of it. Glad to and, be here. And uh, you're right out of Floral Park, so that's yes, nice and convenient for it you. It sure is. Which I know very well. My father's office was in right off Linden Boulevard in Elmont, so sure. not too far. Yep. Um, and so uh, so I'm familiar with the area, so I'm so glad that you could be here. Woody, always good to see you as well. We weren't uh, here last week, but we're back in the, we're back in the saddle this week, and uh, it's great to have you. Always great to be back. I, and I'm... I'm Still loving this Beth Page thing. This is just hundred percent. Every time I'm driving up here, I'm going, "Oh, this is great." Yep. We're going to, you know, center of golf along the island. Yep. Um, get to see all the people out there playing. Last time we were here, it was raining. There was no one. It was, it was no one playing. So no, exactly. It's a little different, right? It was now. just a maintenance crew cutting down a tree that had fallen from the storm, and that was it. Yeah. And us. <laughs> <laughs> so, and and what I love about being in the pro shop too is that you're part of like you're part of like the rhythms and patterns of like Saturday morning golf, right? Everybody comes in, they got their hopes and dreams. They're buying a box of balls. <laughs> they're coming. Everybody's soon to be crushed, soon to be yeah. crushed. Well, we don't, but we get them on the upswing. Yeah. So that's nice. So I really enjoy, um, uh, being within embedded in this sort of, uh, environment because it's, like I said, it's our environment and we all can appreciate, um, being in this spot because Beth Page, of course, is the spot to be when it comes to public golf. Yeah, and having golf on the radio from six thirty till nine o'clock now. Exactly. Right from here is just it's it's great. Yeah. Right. We used to go to the the little studio and just the two of us and you you know can't see anything and you know yeah. there was what was on before us or after us. Now it's it's, it's all just, golf. It's all golf. It's great. All right, we're going to take a short break, but we'll be back in th- in ninety seconds. You're listening to On Par with Anthony Scorcia. Pete's Golf. Since 1979, Pete's Golf has been practicing the art of club fitting and has been selected as a top 100 club fitter by Golf Digest magazine. At Pete's Golf, we use the best technology available to create an exceptional fitting experience for every customer that walks into our store. Visit Pete'sGolf.com or call 516-248-6891. That's 516-248-6891 and get your next set of clubs fit for you. Golf course superintendents are the unsung heroes of our great game. Due to the game's efforts, we now have turf that needs less water, courses that are more sustainable, with many now offering natural wildlife habitats. From the days of old Tom Morris, golf course superintendents have given golfers a reason to love this great game. But don't take my word for it, Jack Nicholas agrees. If you love golf like I do, thank a golf course superintendent. A message from the Golf Course Superintendents Association of America and local superintendents everywhere. Hey everyone, this is Chris Fochel with Mizuno. 
There's no better feeling than having your clubs perfectly dialed in, and with over 2,000 authorized performance fitting partners nationwide, it couldn't be any easier to get custom fit using Mizuno's revolutionary Shaft Optimizer 3D. Find the right shaft and match it with any of our legendary grain flow forgings or our award-winning hot metal irons featuring high-strength chromoly. Visit MizunoGolf.com to find the nearest authorized fitter in your area, and remember, nothing feels like a Mizuno. How? All right, and we're back. Welcome to On Paul with Anthony Scorcho. Pleased to be joined in studio by uh, Doc Murphy's Jack Tarana and also Woody Lashin, co-owner of Pete's Golf Shop. Uh, Jack, let's start with you. First, actually, let's start with both of you because um, when, I, when I mentioned to Jack to come on the show, when I invited him on the show and he did some research and he was listening to us and he, know, he remembered the name Woody Lashin, so... Folks, when I say the, the the legend, the myth, the the man, the myth, the legend, I mean it's true. But Jack, uh, tell us how you knew Woody from back in the day. Uh, April of 1981, I gave up my paper out, which was generating about 25 bucks a week in income, <laughs> and uh, I started caddying at the Garden City Country Club. And well, those baseball cards weren't going to pay for themselves, you know. No, absolutely not. <laughs> and uh, so. Anyway, uh, you'd go on several training loops, and the first time I ever carried a bag, uh, one bag, uh, Frank, the old Yo, Frank, yes. curmudgeonly uh, caddy master, mm. he was a miserable son of a gun, but uh, <laughs> good, good, good guy to learn from, I guess, how not to be. But anyway, uh, Woody put, we went out there with Woody, and I remember it was a, it was a, it was a mixed, uh, it was a mixed group, husband and wives, and uh, I remember on the first green at the Garden City Country Club. I set the bag down, and you were the first guy to tell me you never put the bag on the green. And I, yeah. I can still remember. It was, it was a sunny afternoon about 1.30. And uh, you also told me, literally, you picked up the pin, and you said, you know about walking in somebody's line. I had no idea. Sure. I, I sure. knew nothing about golf. Right. And uh, so I remember I, it was on the same hole. So those were two pretty good, pretty good things. Well, you know, Jack, you and I have similar experiences, and I didn't know anything about golf. I you know, wanted, wanted to make some money. And, right. you know, some of them said, you know, well, you go caddy. And I, you know, I learned like you from the ground up. I, my parents didn't play golf. I didn't even know what it was. But I, you know, wanted to make a living. And I, you know, as a third, I think I started 12 or 13 years old, caddy at Garden City Country Club. And yep. um, it's, it's, it's worked out pretty good for me with the, with <laughs> well, the I think golf. it's worked out for both of you guys. Yeah, well, the, but the same thing with Jack, right? I mean, we, 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 because we started at a young age and we got into this and we learned, you learn so much from, from, from caddying, right? You, yeah. you don't learn, not only learn golf, you learn the way of the world. And you see, especially if you're caddying at a, at, a, at a country club, successful people. Yep. And you see, well, how, how, how am I going to do that, right? Yep. You know, how am I going to figure out how to, to go that way? And you, and you meet some of these people like, how is this guy successful? I know how Jack's successful, but how is this other guy successful? And Listen, I, I didn't think you were going to bring up Angelo Trinka, but <laughs> no doubt that's who you're referring to. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Shots fired already. <laughs> no, but, no, but you're right. And it's funny because it does 
you know, you're around successful people and, and it becomes aspirational, uh, things become aspirational, uh, what you want to do with your life. And, you know, part of me fears for the younger generations, right? I mean, they're door dashing food. They're not, you know, they're sitting home. They're not going out. And there's no paper routes. You know, caddying, um, caddying is, a, is a struggling institution as a, in general, although some are, are still trying to maintain them. But in general, it's not as strong as it when you guys started. Um, so it, it, it's... Um, but the work ethic and all that stuff. I mean, there's a tremendous amount that you can learn from when you were caddying. I can remember the first loop I ever had unescorted was a four-putter again in the afternoon. Remember Doc Ferrara? He was about yeah, five sure, foot two. Yeah, sure. I remember Doc Ferrara. And uh, we were on the 18th green. I put the pin in, and Doc Ferrara pulls out a, a wad of bills, peels off a 20 for the group and uh, four putters. I looked at that $20 bill at, I, I was literally like beside myself, and uh, you know there was no other no that was all mine. Didn't have to give anybody <laughs> any of it or anything. Yeah, else. yeah, yeah, yeah. And it took uh, you all week to do that at Newsday. Oh, you know, absolutely. Yeah, it was about twenty-three bucks a week I was making there, and that was in four hours, and yeah, it was great. And the other, as what do you remember? There was a, an old pro. His name was Babe, and uh, Babe was legendary. He was a guy. His he was a Polish immigrant. I lived in Garden City Park in the Polish area there, and he started caddying at Garden City Country Club, became the head pro eventually, and he was there for 100 years, and he was great. You would you'd go out with Babe. This was before they had sh uh, shag bags. Sure. You'd have a little red leather bag. You'd dump the balls. The people would hit them, and you'd run after them, put them in the bag, and bring them back. Right, yeah. And uh, Babe was very gracious with equipment. He'd give the caddies, you know, oh, old yeah. clubs. He'd regrip. He, he was just an amazing guy. Mm -hmm. He'd give you lessons. Like, he, you know, you'd be out on the range, and he'd show you things. And he was just a great feel, handsy player and uh, hit a big, beautiful draw. draw and, yeah. uh, you know, I got a great story about Babe. He comes to one day. He goes, listen, you know, the there was, back then there was a range, but there was no range. Meaning right. there was an area you could hit balls, but you had to pitch your own balls. Right, sure. He said, no machine gonna, or anything We're like going to make yeah. it into a real range. We're going to have, you know, balls, and we're going to get a machine to pick it up. And I need two guys to work, each guy to work three days a week to pick up the range. And I'm like, okay. It's like, and I want you to do it. And I'm like, okay. It's like, it pays minimum wage. And you're going to, you know, probably work, you know, two hours a day, you know, three days a week. And I'm looking at myself, I'm like, why would I why, would he, why is he offering this to me? I thought I was a good caddy. I thought he liked me. Yeah, right. and, and he's looking. He goes, oh, and by the way, you can play every day after 4 o'clock. That's <laughs> a play at the club. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Home run right Oh, there. that's all right. I mean. Yeah. It, I I'll love tell that you, job. I, I worked at the range. Uh, I swept the range for two summers, I think, between uh, 9th and 10th grade and 10th and 11th grade. And I'll tell you, I, I played at Chaminade on the golf team. Mm -hmm. And my freshman year, I, I was a guy that, a good round, I'd shoot 45 on nine holes. Right. After working at that range, you had you couldn't sweep it until everyone was done. Sure. So, and there was a lot of bushes around there, and you had to go, go and in and to, pick them. You had to pitch, and the easiest way to do it was you bring a wedge. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I'll tell you, yep. in, in a week you might hit 500 golf balls. Sure. And uh, I'll tell you, that is, if you want to get good at golf, go work at an old-fashioned driving range. Yeah. Where the balls are scattered everywhere, and you know you'd be over in the at the barn. You know, oh, yeah. you'd have to hit a little a little shot to back get onto back the, onto the range. You'd have to hit a little low thing, you know, kind of through there just to get under the tree. Sure. I mean, it was really uh, it was really something else. Yeah, like you learned old school shot making. Yeah. You know, I mean, today where, I mean, that's sort of like the modern 
argument, right? Kids are on video, they're, you know, it's this sort of traditional purist versus the new modern technology. There's that little sort of war of the gods going on right now in instruction. But you're right, that's old school, like Seve Ballesteros yeah. playing on the beach, you know, that totally. guy walking yeah. around with a three iron and yeah. stuff like that. Um, there's something to be said about learning organically like that. Well, I'll tell you, the other, it reminds me of uh, my first set of clubs. There was a, a member, John P., we won't use his last name, but he got a new set of clubs, and he had Hogan radials. You remember Hogan radials? Yeah, oh, Woody sure. certainly does. Oh, sure, yeah. And uh, he said, listen, uh, he, I went by John at the time when mm -hmm. I was a young kid, and he said, uh, listen, you can try these clubs out. If you like them, you can buy them. I said, that's great. Thank you, Mr. P. And uh, anyway, so I used them all summer long. Well, somewhere about September, Mr. P went on trial, went to jail. Oh, wow. So I ended up... I had those Hogan radios. Yeah, I, just, I just kept using them. I figured he wasn't going to need them. But, uh, <laughs> that's fantastic. Yeah. That is a true story. Oh, oh that's my God. That's story. hilarious. All right. Well, I, let's, let's, let's uh, shift gears. Uh, by the way, I don't know how to, one oh, yeah, quick yeah, thing yeah, about yeah. That, that, that set. Uh, if you remember the pitching wedge, it had an E on there for Equalizer. equalizer. I still have that pitching wedge in my office today. Get out of here. Yes. Oh, wow. What was the equalizer? What was That's what they, they instead of, they were marketing thing, right? Okay. So instead of calling it a pitching wedge, you know, we'll call it the equalizer. The equalizer. You use it around the greens, you'll equalize the... <laughs> It was about great seven bad shots well, it took to get here. Well, I'll tell you, I, I'm glad that you brought it up because I was, had no idea how to segue from the penitentiary to to to, to belts. But um, but either way, I'm glad you changed gears. I want to get back into uh, your business. I mean, you, you said it before the show. Belts are fire right now. I mean, everybody loves their belts. Um, I just ordered one. Uh, I, I mean, they're amazing. Doc Murphy, tell us the story. Uh, so Doc Murphy, the, just with the name, so it's Doc uh, was my dad. Mm -hmm. His name was Richard, but he went by Doc since he was a little kid. And Murphy, well, I married a, a gal, Terry Murphy. Mm -hmm. And uh, I also had a very good friend from Garden City, Dan Murphy, that had passed away. And mm -hmm. I thought it was just appropriate to name the company after a lot of people I love. So yeah, no, that's awesome. what we did. Uh, but had another belt, another company before this. We were making the belts for Peter Millar, mm -hmm. and uh, it was too much too soon for me. Sure. Sold that company in in 2014 to a, a nice guy down in Virginia who still has the business. Mm -hmm. And uh, then I had a three-year non-compete, and then kind of got this idea to do these garment dyed belts. And uh, we went to the PGA show. We made about. 500 samples uh, before the show and we brought about 20 because those are the only ones that were passable and it was and the, and the rest were I look at them now and I say you know you couldn't have been serious trying to <laughs> trying to, trying these. to sell these things <laughs> and uh, and you know like any small business we've had lots of Ups lots of trials and sure, tribulations sure. and you know buckles breaking and this falling out and everything else and I would say really that was, that was 2017 but in spite of all this the product was a big hit right and our first year we did pretty well and then we kind of kept refining and refining and and our thing was that we make belt buying easy for everybody because these pros the worst thing for me is you go into a pro shop in November and there's all this stock sitting there I think mentally the golf pro looks at that and says hey that bum Tirana that's uh, he sold me these things and that's just my money sitting up there and that doesn't pay the tuition right so I said okay there's no minimums if you want one you can buy one if you want a hundred you can buy a hundred right I'm also not gonna mandate that you have to buy 
12 navy, 12 pink, 12 green that nobody's going to buy. Right. You buy what you want. Right. Uh, so that was a, that was kind of like how we 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 approached it. Made uh, to order almost. Ma yeah, everything made to order. Right. And uh, and then we, the one good thing was we came out with the first reversible belt in the space. So yes. now you could have a belt that had two unique sides, and again, you could do whatever the heck you wanted, yep. uh, which was great. And that one, fortunately, I had, I filed for intellectual property on that, and I've got a, a patent on that, uh, and so that's that's been kind of a nice thing. Every, awesome. Everybody wants to knock you off, and yeah, of companies course. do, and everything else. Sure, and they one, come for you. Yeah, and no that doubt. one, uh, we're, we're still kind of the only one that does that. Yeah, when uh, when I, I had just ordered one cause, uh, for the On Par logo, and Jack's like, what do you want for the other side? I was like, what? what, what the other side? <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea what he's talking about, but that's awesome. No, that's yeah. that's great. So, uh, so you know, fast forward a, a couple of years, uh, we're now in probably about 800 clubs, and uh, we just keep growing the market somewhere around 4,500 private clubs, so we have a lot of room to run, and, uh, you know, this year has actually been, last year was not much of a challenge, because we were beefed up and ready to go with, this year's been a little different, it's... Uh, in addition to us growing, and now it's just finding the labor in Florida. Yeah. Although that's that's about to change. Um, mm -hmm. It's tough. So so we can make all the belts, but having the people to come in and finish them and sew them has right. been very much a challenge. So we've always been a quick turnaround company. Like, right. hey, you need something in a week, no problem. Right. We just we just at this point we can't do that. Although we're we're actually buying a, a third machine. Mm -hmm. uh, we'll get that in July, and that will should ease all of our uh, turnaround woes that we're having. I think having. that's a lot of that is, is in any business. I, I mean, in my equipment business, stuff we get in a week or two weeks is five, six weeks. Yeah. Um, and I think it's a combination of demand and the supply chain. You, you're, you know, we talked about this uh, with uh, Chris two weeks ago. The yeah. supply chain is just, you can't get things here. Yeah. Like we could get them here in 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 the past. Yeah, and the, the thing that I love, first of all, we have two um, homegrown companies right here, in Pete's Golf and and now Doc Murphy. And and the thing that people don't really realize is that they see, like you now, right? They know Pete's Golf is is forty years legendary, you know. But be, you can't get an appointment for months. Doc Murphy, fire everywhere. Um, belts are everywhere. They're quality stuff. But they don't realize the trials and tribulations. They don't know those first couple of years, what that's like, and the money invested and not knowing, right? You know, there's a lot of stress. There's a lot of pressure not knowing uh, if it's going to work. You know, you're putting all this money and in, in, in investment and Yeah, I had, to, I had to furlough my butler. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. right. I mean, that's, you know, that's tough living. The, the struggle's real, my friend, when you have to furlough the butler. No, but people don't, really, like, they see the success now but they don't know what it took to get there and the stress and how uh, i mean you know you you were sweating it there for a little bit i'm sure of it um, yeah, like know, everybody else. like every other every other small business you know it's funny uh, you know with with this all this covid stuff and yeah you know the the the, the shutting down of these businesses and everything else it, you know it's just as as an entrepreneur and what do you can certainly relate you know it's it's the way many things that have gone on are just really just ridiculous, unfair, sure, unwarranted, unneeded, unnecessary. And, uh, you know, fortunately, the golf business right now is in its kind of its heyday again. Sure. Uh, thank goodness. So so we've been fine. But, but you know, I'll give you an example. Just very recently, uh, we get an order, a shipment of buckles. Okay. We have two buckles. We have silver and brass. Mm -hmm. We get 8,000 buckles, no brass. And, oh, yeah, well, the brass are this process and... They're on the boat and everything else, and 
you know, unfortunately, you do have to still rely on Asia to a, to a big degree. Sure. Um, you know, we, we've looked at manufacturing the, the metal, the buckles, domestically, and they're literally five times the price. Yeah. You, you know, you wouldn't be able to, you wouldn't be able to sell the belt at, at, at any profit if you were to make those, those things domestically. Yeah. Um, but again, as we grow, we're kind of looking into new things, and we've got lots of space where we manufacture now in Miami, and you know, down the road, who knows? Sure, sure. Well, listen, you, you're, you said manufacturing in the U.S. That's a huge thing to me. Yeah, yeah. Right? I mean, obviously, you can't source all the, the stuff here, but you're putting it together yeah. here in the U.S. That means that means a lot to me. Yeah, yeah. and we, you know, listen, we get calls. Uh, we we do a ton of events. You know, we go to the events, we cut the belts, we size all the players, and, and we do now hundreds of those a year. Uh, but a guy will call me and say, look, I, I've got something next Saturday, Titleist or Footjoy or somebody else called, and we're not going to have our shoes or our wedges here. Can we do belts? And mm -hmm. heck, I mean, you know, that's, I'm right on the phone with the factory. I run down there and I say, guys, listen, I'm sorry, but we need this. We need something in four days. Yep. We'll do it. Yeah. Uh, and that's great. And that, and that, that and it's custom. I mean, there's nothing. We're not taking something off a shelf. And mm -hmm. if they wanted to say, you know, 2021 20, member guest, we, we don't have that in stock with right. their logo. So so we have to make it and we have to ship it. And uh, But we do it. And it's great. It's worked out great. And hopefully it's just going to get better and better. How much of this is a um, family business? Is it? Is it uh, so all of my... My wife works and she's active in the business mm -hmm. and all of my kids are active in the business uh, to varying degrees. Sure. Um, you know, they it's 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 very much a hands on. Uh, I mean, I, I so I've been I've had a career before being in the belt business. Mm -hmm. And when I had my first company, I still had my career simultaneously. Well, when I started this in 2017, I attempted to do the same thing. Uh, and I worked for about a year and a half doing small business loans. That's my background. Mm -hmm. And um, I just couldn't. It, it just, you know, it was either, I said to my wife, my wife was saying, you know, look, you got to work. We need the, we need the money and the, the benefits yeah. and everything else. And I said, well, here's the choice. We can either, I can either put my full attention into this and we'll grow it. And this is going to be our retirement. Uh, or I can go back to work for somebody else and, I, so I haven't I haven't worked I haven't received a, a paycheck you know from my career in over two years now. Sure. And, uh, frankly, it's the best thing I ever did. I, be so I it's, bet. But it's it's that little leap off. I I think for entrepreneurs they all kind of think about that day. Everybody would love to do it, but it's hard. Yeah. Um. So yeah, but but now it's. It's still it's still hard, but it's it's great. I would I would have it no other way. Yeah, I mean, a family business, a floral park. I mean, you could have been, you know, describing my daddy who, who owned a general contractor business in the city. His office was not far from you in Elmont, uh, uh, Linden Boulevard, right across from the firehouse. Um, you know, and I distinctly remember growing up and and you know working for him since i could carry a garbage pail yeah basically and um i remember the lean times i remember the times where he didn't take a check i remember the 90s early 90s when things were difficult um as, you know i remember covid you know where you know people were were getting slashed um you know i i know personally the the struggles of a of a small medium homegrown business. When it's and your business, you're the last to get paid. Exactly. People, yeah. oh, he owns the business. Yeah, I'm the last to get paid. Yeah, exactly. You Especially when you else. care about what you're doing and the people that work for you. Well, yeah, I think it's also a, a very good opportunity for entrepreneurs. I mean, you know, we're lucky. We we have kind of low overhead. 
My wife and I are active in the business. We've got uh, James, who's our creative guy, who does a great job in Florida. And then we've got, you know, a factory that we that does the, the manufacturing. So we're kind of not very top heavy to begin with. Mm -hmm. uh, but but even so, you know, James came to me right at the height of COVID and our sales were, you know, in nothing in in, uh, in April. And he said, you know, am I going to lose my job? And, it, you know, absolutely not. Uh, you know, you're you're too important and everything else. And, you know, you figure out a way. But listen, it's. Um, like I said, we, we got lucky because we happen to be in the right the right business. Yeah, I it mean, breaks my heart these guys with bars and restaurants. Oh, and, oh. I mean that that's a hard business in good times. Well, yeah, I mean there is literally, I mean the margins are so small to begin with, and then to just get the rug taken out from underneath you is is is, is rough. I got uh, one friend who has a bar, and he said, "Well, the only silver lining is." I haven't had bartenders stealing from me. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> right, I know. I hear you. So, what, what's um, you, you mentioned the, the the looking at some new technology, the the, the factory. Um, I hope you plan on staying on Long Island in, in terms of your office because yeah. you're born and bred here. So that's nice. And um, but what can we expect down the road? Anything that we should look up, look forward to um, uh, that you got? Maybe I mean you don't have to give away too many secrets, but uh, what are you thinking about? Uh, we've got a couple of things in the hopper. Uh, it's funny because in our our second PGA show, we probably had about eight products. Uh, you talk about getting out over your skis. That 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 would describe me. Yeah. And we had all different kinds of things going, and it was. I thought it was going to be great, and people would buy. They bought it, but uh, I decided we're going to focus on the belt. That's our that's our mainstay, and we've gotten a whole lot better. So so now our product is is better. Uh, we offer 25 different leather options. We've got two different buckle options. We've improved the the the. the the product itself just looks better. It's brighter. It it wears better. Uh, so all those things. And, and frankly, we've boiled it down now. We've got three products. Um, actually, in the fall, we're coming out with, uh, we're going to start doing all leather belts, reversible belts. We've mm -hmm. done them in the past, but now we've got sort of the right the right buckle mechanism to do it better. Mm -hmm. um, and then we've got a, a couple of other things on the horizon that I'm not at liberty to discuss. Good. No, but, that's uh, great. No, that's exciting. Because it involves, you know, Kidnapping Pete? No, 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 it's all—it's all legal. It's, all, it's on the up and up. <laughs> no, that's fantastic. Oh, this is great to have Jack here. I know, just, I love it. Great. I, I it's like great the, to see Woody Lashin. I mean, it's uh, been—I uh, don't know how long, Woody. Although I will tell you, I see you all over the newspapers, oh the Instagram, and these yep. guys winning golf tournaments. And uh, Woody, let me ask you: Did you ever win a caddy championship? Yes, I did. I think. Uh, Twice, I think I won it. I think. I believe it. I think I did. Woody it's was a long time Woody ago. was a good player uh, then. He's a good player now. He's still a good player, yep, yep. yep. And, in fact, he's playing. Uh, his handicap has gone down just a tad. He's going to be giving me strokes soon. So um, <laughs> uh, that's, we're back to that. So you that's know, my, nice. my, one of my favorite caddy, uh, this caddy tournament when we were kids was a huge deal. Oh, I'm I mean, sure. it was great because, you know, you would win pro shop credit and you can get balls and drivers and <laughs> yeah, things yeah, like yeah. that. But um, so I'm playing Dave Clarkson, whose dad was sure. a former club champ. Dave was, is a great guy, good player. And he, uh, so we walk off the 15th green and I said, Dave, that was a great match. And he, so we were, you know, I figured I was, uh, I was four up with three to play. And he said, uh, no, no, you're, it's, you're only three up. We still have three to play. And I said, oh, let me check the cut. So and he was right. 
So our 16th hole at Garden City is everybody hits it out of bounds right. It's pretty tight. Short par five. Sure, I know it. So what do you think happens? Well, I put my drive on the railroad tracks, <laughs> make a seven or an eight. Anyway, uh, after 18, we're even. <laughs> on the second playoff hole, Dave beats me. And I'll tell you, that was a, you know, it actually, what I love about that is it, it, it works the other way now because, you know, everybody knows in this game of golf, it's it's never really over. No, and never. So just grind ask, and just stay in there and everything else. Just ask Lexi Thompson. I mean, it's yeah. never over until it's over. Yeah. Well, Jack, I mean, I can't t tell you how much of a pleasure it was to have you in. Local product, DocMurphyUSA.com, uh, if you want to check out their belts. I'm sure you have. You've seen them, even if you don't know you've seen them. Uh, they're everywhere. So, um, Jack, Woody, pleasure to have you guys in. Awesome stuff. Thank you so much. Thank you very much, Anthony. Woody, great to see you, great pal. Great to see you too, Jack. Yeah. We'll, we'll, play, we'll play golf one of these days. You'll have to give me about 27 strokes. <laughs> Hey, I want in on that. Whatever you I need. want in on that. Whatever you need. All right, folks. Thanks for joining us. Again, Jack Tarana, so uh, DocMurphyUSA.com. Uh, you'll love their stuff. Thanks for joining us. You're listening to On Par with Anthony Scorsia.